Go ahead and go to James tonight. James chapter 1 in your Bibles. Um, before we read, I've got some kind of some introduction. I'm going to probably hit a few verses before we get to James chapter 1. What I'm going to be talking about tonight, there's a lot of Scripture we could go into. So much Bible I could use to kind of prove a point here. But I mainly want to use James just because James chapter 1, it really it spells it out real good for us. And uh, you know, one thing that I'm seeing more and more all the time is just that uh, you know I, I believe in brainwashing. I mean, brainwashing—it's real. Brainwashing works, and I believe that America, and not just America, but I mean Christians in America, Bible-believing Christians are getting brainwashed by the world. A lot of the philosophies of the world, and just some of the—I mean—full-fledged stupidity of the world. Christians are accepting things and believing things that are just absolutely ridiculous and just completely contrary to the Bible. And you look at this and you're like, you know, how does this happen? And you know, I guess if you if you're watching TV all day and you know watching all these sitcoms and the news media, I can guess I could see how some of that might rub off after a while when you go to churches where people are afraid to preach the truth. When preachers are just scared to death of offending people all the time, and we got preachers today that call themselves Baptists that are scared to death and can't even hardly bring themselves to say the name of Jesus Christ in a funeral because they might offend somebody that doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something that's disgusting, that's wicked, and that just it gets my dander up. And I, I'm just giving I'm a little fired up tonight. I, I might have been a little fired up this morning in this morning's message. But you know what? This world stinks, alright? Let me tell you something. This world is wicked. And you know what? It's rubbing off on God's people. And you know what? I'm not just going to sit there and watch it happen and be like, well, what are we going to do about it? You know what? I'm at least going to go down fighting. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to go down you know, saying something against it. I'm not just going to stand by and do nothing. You know, part of the problem in our society today, I mean, I think everybody's half stoned out of their mind from medication and things. I mean, you ever watch these videos of somebody laying on a street or something in a city and everybody's just walking by? They don't pay any attention. You can see somebody getting beat up and people are just walking by like nothing's happening. You know, they're on their little headsets, playing on their cell phones, not even paying attention. They, they just don't care. And it's like, is there nothing inside these people? You know, how do you just sit there and watch something like that? How do you just go by and act like nothing's wrong? And it's just, it's incredible the way our society is going. And you know what? As I see, you know, as I like to think if I was in a city and I saw somebody laying on the ground or somebody getting beat up, that I would do something. You know, I see preachers are the same way. They're seeing all this junk going on in the world. They're seeing this junk going on in the church and they just walk by like, huh, I'm going to keep on doing my thing. As long as I'm still getting my paycheck. As long as people are on my case, I'm okay. And you know what? I'm not doing that. I'm not like that. I like to think I'm one of those guys. You know, how come all these billionaires we have in the world, we don't have any superheroes yet? You know, you got like Batman and Iron Man and all these, you know, guys on, they're billionaires and they become superheroes and fight crime. How come none of them do anything like that? I'd like to think if I was a billionaire, I'd come up with some cool gadgets and go fight some bad guys. You know, I'd like to think if I actually had some superpowers, you know, I would do some good with it. And I don't have any of those things, but I do have the Holy Spirit and I have a call of God. And so you know what? I'm going to do something about it. Alright? I'm going to say things. And, uh, you know, the title of my message tonight is Taking Responsibility for Your Sin. Taking responsibility for your sin, 
I've heard this many times. I remember when I uh, first went to go be a counselor at Camp Joy. It was kind of the first time I really got hit with this. And I had this teenager that was in my cabin that was just rotten. I mean, he was so full of the devil. He was so carnal. I don't even know what he was doing at a Christian camp. I have no idea what he was doing. And he's, you know, this guy, young guy, he struggled when it came to girls. He pretty much had no, uh, nothing holding him back in his life, you know, no restraints in his life. And he had a lot of problems. And he heard some preaching against those relationships, kind of relationships that he was in. And he just, he was kind of just throwing a fit one night. And he's just like, well, you know what? You know, why would God make us with hormones and things that makes us, you know, like girls if he didn't want us, you know, going after them? And you know what he was doing? He was blaming God for his desire to sin. And you know what? People do that too. How often, how, for how many years have we been hearing the homosexuals say, we were born this way? How many times have we been hearing that? We've been hearing that for years that they were born this way. We're born this way. We've got this transgender movement that's going on, and we've got all these people. You know, and all, I was—I've known since I was a little boy that I was really a little girl, and just all this crazy stupidity. I was born this way, and sadly, even some Christian people are saying, "You know what? Yeah, they were born this way." There's one group out there. They're saying, yeah, these people, they were born that way. They were actually born eunuchs. Because there's one verse in the Bible where Jesus talked about somebody being a eunuch born from their mother's womb as a eunuch. And they decided that most of the homosexual crowd are actually eunuchs that just, you know, weren't ever taught that they were just meant to be unmarried. And so they ended up being homos. And that's just insane. And they're, and they're trying to say, you know, God did make them that way. God made them unique and God made them special. But let me tell you something. When it comes to temptation for sin, okay, and people ask, why do we have temptation? And they all want to blame God. And it's like this crowd, they're blaming, you know, God, no, God made you like a eunuch and that's why, you know, and because you weren't taught, because you weren't warned that that's what you're actually a eunuch, you ended up becoming a homo. And that's just absolutely nuts. That's ridiculous. Why? And, but why do we have temptations? Because as people ask, well, if, you know, if this is wrong, why do I feel this way? You know, it must be God's fault. God made me this way. God made me with this desire. But let me tell you something. We have temptations because of our sin nature. But why do we have a sin nature? Anybody ever want to ask that? Why do we have a sin nature? Did God make us with a sin nature? No, He did not. Look at Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Nobody thinks about this. Nobody wants to ask this question when we're wondering why there is this massive movement of homosexuality going across the country, this transgender stuff. Why is there this huge movement it's a sin movement. It's not something that people are born with. This is not a physical epidemic that's happening. This is all a problem as a result of sin. That's all that it is. None of these people are born special or anything like that. This is a sin problem. Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Y'all see that? Sin came into the world by man, and what was the what is the result of sin? Ultimately, it's death. Okay? Ultimately, 
Sin is the result of death. There is death on this world because of sin. And the same crowd that's saying, well, I was born a homosexual, I was born a murderer, I was born a thief, or whatever they're saying, you know, they're trying to say, God made me this way. But that's not the case. And Christians buying into that is ridiculous because did God make man to die? No, man wasn't supposed to die. Man began to die when he ate of that fruit. When, when he sinned, sin is what brought death into the world and everything that is bad from birth to the grave is because of sin. None of that is because of God. God is not the reason that there is sin. And let me tell you, there are no limits to where sin can take you if you don't resist. Well, you've got to fight against it. Because we all have that sin nature. Everybody's got a sin nature. And we've got to fight that. Otherwise, we can go to some very dark places. And some of the darkest places that man goes are, you know, is the homosexual lifestyle, for one example. And that, that's a result of sin. That's not a result of how God made somebody. Nobody is made like that. They're just, and if, and yes, we are born sinners, but God is not the one that made us sinners. And saying I am born that way, that is people's way of blaming God, and that's ridiculous. Read Genesis chapter 1, everything God made was good. Sin is what brought all the bad into the world. Don't blame God. But many, many do. They try to blame God for their struggle with sin. But sin came into the world by man. We see that in Romans 5.12. But then life, it came by Jesus Christ. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 21. It says, For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Now what man is that talking about? The first man was talking about was Adam. The second one was Jesus Christ. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So we see the whole result of sin. The one who gets blamed for sin is not God. It is man that gets blamed for sin. Jesus Christ is the one who brought life. Jesus Christ is the one that gives us victory over sin. And for people to blame God or how they were born on the sins that they do, and especially when they try to justify it and excuse it, I'm telling you right now, that is is completely wrong. And nobody, you know, most Christian people especially, they're not going to go as far as saying, well, it's God's fault that I, you know, I'm this way, or it's God's fault that I'm that way. But when you say, I was just born this way, this is just me, this is who I am, this is what I've been diagnosed with, you know, however we just decide to put it today, the result is sin. Okay? Sin is the cause, not God. And it's your sin. Okay? It's your sin that's the cause of that. And we'll show you that here in a little bit as we go through James. But look what it says. Let's start reading James chapter 1. And verse 12, because I think this just, we could go to a lot of different places in the Bible to prove what I'm telling you tonight, but James chapter 1, I think, makes it very clear. It says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Notice that. Blessed is the man who endureth temptation. Alright? Now, what do these people do? Well, why did God make me this way? If it's wrong, why do I feel this way? You know, why, if, if God didn't want me doing this, why did God make me with this desire? Once again, God didn't make you with that desire. That is a result of your sin nature, okay? But look at what the Bible says. People will use that like, okay, God should be okay with me doing this. 
But the Bible says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Okay? Endureth temptation. What does that mean? That means you are fighting against something that you want to do. Okay? It's very clear right here in James. God wants you fighting against your very instincts, your very nature. Okay? Yes, because of our sin nature, we sometimes are inclined to do some terrible things. Especially if we're not careful. Especially if we don't, you know, keep ourselves in check. We can be inclined to do some very, very bad things. But we've been told to endure that. And when we do, God will bless you when you endure it. But enduring temptation, it means we're going against our natural desires. God expects us to do that. So how can He expect us to do that? You know, that's not fair. Listen, why do you think He gave us the Holy Spirit? He gave us the Holy Spirit so we could walk in the Spirit and so we could have victory over the flesh. He's told us in His Word how to do those things. And yet, we've got people out there, we've got churches out there today that are telling people, you know, like, oh no, that's okay. God made you that way. You don't have to change your life. You know, there, there's, a, there's a preacher here in town that does that, that took someone who believed they were homosexual and instead of trying to help them out of it, Embraced it, celebrated it, and told him he's okay. It's all right. God made you this way, therefore it's not sin. Okay? That's baloney. Okay? That's wicked. That comes from a preacher. What preacher do you do that? I don't know his name, but it's a Lutheran one. Alright? That's all. I forgot what his name is. But I'll call, I'll call out one of the Lutherans. I know they're not all like that, but this one. This one was. But listen, God does not tempt people. Look what it says in verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Okay? Once again, what do people, it's like even back then, they're trying to blame God for their temptation. Well, if I'm tempted, it's because God made me this way, therefore it's God who's tempting me. The Bible says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. You all see that? We have the very Spirit of God in our life. We have the Holy Spirit. And you realize that that Spirit of God it cannot be tempted with sin. But our flesh can be tempted with sin. Okay, Our flesh can be tempted with sin, but the Spirit of God cannot be tempted with sin. And therefore, He does not tempt us with sin. He does not do that. It flat out tells us that right there. God did not make you in a way to desire something that's wrong and then give commands telling you not to do that and have fun trying not to do that. He doesn't do that. In fact, God did everything He could for us. He paid for our sins, so we wouldn't have to, you know, make, you know, we wouldn't have to pay the penalty because of our transgressions. But then He gave us His Holy Spirit to help us to overcome those temptations. So we won't do those things. So we won't have to suffer the consequences of those sins. That's what God did for us. And to be going around blaming Him for our temptations and our wicked desires, to say that it was how we were born that caused us to go down some horrible dark path, that's absolutely ridiculous and it's completely contrary to the Bible. And to, it blows my mind that people are thinking that especially when it comes to homosexuality, that it happened because of how somebody was born. That That's ridiculous and it does not make any biblical sense. And so look what it says in verse 14. Okay, 
First it said, you know, don't blame God. Don't say He's tempted of God. Verse 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Okay? Now, right here, I think, is where maybe we could kind of get some ideas of where people's desires and things come from. Okay? Because here's the thing. Every one of us in here is sinners. Okay? We were all born sinners. Not God's fault. Okay? Let's, let's get, remember that. Let's make that clear. Not God's fault. We were born sinners. But do we all struggle with the same sins? Okay? Not, not exactly. Some people struggle with the temper more than others. Some people struggle with doubt and worry more than others. I mean, some people might struggle with lust more than other people do. Not everybody struggles in the same way with the same sins. Some of y'all, you know, you might be tempted, you know, towards alcohol and things like that, where other people doesn't even phase them. Don't think anything of it. But then, you know, there's others that man, you know, they they, they got to be real careful around that. That's a huge temptation for them. And so we uh, understand that we do have different things that we all struggle with, but that's a result of being born with the sin nature. Okay, not being born, you know, not because of God. God didn't make us in a way to cause us to be more inclined to certain sins. God didn't make us that way. We're drawn away of our own lust. Well, where did those things come from? Well, the reason it's different for everybody is because we all do different sins in our life. Okay, when we started sinning from the time we were a little child, you know, some kids are terrible from a young age when it comes to lying. Okay, where other kids, I mean, they're scared to death to tell a lie. They're very tender from a young age. Some kids, man, they can look you right in the face and they can just lie. And some adults can do that too. Even Christians, I mean, just lie to your face and it does not bother them. Where other people can't do that. They'll feel guilty. Maybe they struggle in another area. But we all have different areas where we struggle. But do you understand those areas where you struggle are a result of your own personal lust and you don't get to blame God for that. And so maybe there are some people, because we have a sin nature, because of sin, there may be some little boy out there who likes girly things. Okay, That doesn't mean he has gender dysphoria is the fancy term that people are using for it today. You know what it means? It means he has a sin problem. And what does the Bible say about being effeminate? What does the Bible say about a man putting on a woman's garment? Listen, if your little boy goes, you know, moms, and he puts your high heel shoes on and is walking around the house, you know what you got to do? You got to get all over his case and say, boys don't wear high heels. Oh, you know, we're not supposed to do stuff. What if he wants to wear high heels? That's effeminate. I'm going to teach my boys, you don't do effeminate things. Yeah, and it's, it's incredible what parents let their kids do. Boys shouldn't act like girls. But what if they want to? Well, it's a sin problem then. It's a sin nature thing. If, if your little boy wants to play with a doll, you take it away from him. And you say, this is for girls. Now, I know that's politically incorrect. But that's what you do. You teach him those things. You teach him, boys don't play with dolls. 
Boys don't wear dresses. Boys don't put on their mom's high heels. Boys wear their dad's work boots. You know, that's what they do. You know, and you try to walk around in those things and you encourage those things. Boys play with tools. You know, boys play with manly things. Boys take hammers and go out in the yard and they break rocks. I mean, you know, they do those manly things. They kill animals. And you know, nah, no, they don't do that. Right, I don't. I don't want to say that publicly. All right, but uh, they should want to. Why we got that hunter's instinct in us? You know, and so you got to teach them. We kill animals legally after we get a license. I got to make sure I throw all that in there. But anyway, you know, you teach them those things. But no, they want to. Do it, so you tell them not to do it. And you see, what's happened is we have taken things, sins that are socially acceptable. And when our children who have sin natures are inclined to do those things, because they're socially acceptable, we act like it's okay. Because cross-dressing is socially acceptable now. But what about lying? You know, Thankfully, lying is not socially acceptable. We all get on to our kids when they lie. Well, why don't we get on to them for being effeminate? Why not? If you don't ever do it, they might keep doing it and start liking it. Okay, your kids from little, real young, they steal. Lana stole a piece of gum from her mom's purse today and got busted. And she knew she was doing it wrong. She had it and she saw it and she, she like started to kind of make an excuse for it. And all, all I did was, <gasps> and she started bawling right there. Why? Because she knew. Oh, but that's what she wants to do. She has the desire to take things that aren't hers. Who are you to tell her she can't do that? I'm her dad. And that's stealing. And therefore, I'm going to get on to her for that because if I don't, she's going to keep taking things that aren't hers. And one of these days, she's going to take something from the wrong person that's going to press charges and she's going to get thrown in the slammer. And I don't want that to happen. And you know what? If my, if I've got a little, you know, my boys are old enough now, they know better and I'm going to try that. But if I've got a little boy and he puts on his mom's high heels when he's two year old, walk around the house, I'm not going to be like that's innocent. I'm going to get on to him and say, boys, don't do that. That's, that's effeminate. That's a sin. And I'm going to teach them that. I'm not, cause if I don't, if, if he likes doing that and I encourage it, well, in one of these days he might. I knew some boys that used to put blankets around their waist all the time and act like they were wearing a skirt. It was weird. Uh, they were, they were weird. And they, he might want to start doing that. He might start putting on girl clothes. And all of a sudden he might say, dad, can I grow my hair out? Dad, can I get an earring? Dad, can I wear necklaces? You know, Dad, can I do it? And before you know it, Dad, I want you to stop calling me Tommy and call me Tammy. You know, I can't even imagine. And so you know what? You nip that stuff at a young age, and you you show them, you guide them away from sin, you teach them to go away from sin because we all have a sin nature, and if I just like you know, you know oh. Lana stealing a piece of gum out of your mom's purse. That's not really stealing. Well, she's not going to go to jail for that. You know, nobody's going to take her to court over something like that. But you know, you get them with the small stuff, and the big things don't happen. And a little boy putting on his mom high heels, you might not think that's a big deal, but you know what? You stop it early so it doesn't turn into the big stuff. So he doesn't come to you saying he's changed his name to a girl name and going to become a girl. I, I'm not putting up with that. I'm not. I, I, I'm not letting that happen. Not going to happen. And so you do. You, you stop it early. And the thing is, when it comes to all these things that are out there, these are a result of our own lust. 
And we all have them. And depending on what we have subjected ourselves to in our life, we all have different things that we struggle with and they are sins. And we are supposed to endure those things and we don't blame God because we have those temptations. Those came as a result of sins in our life. And we've got to ask God to help give us victory over those things. So while, so while, you know, while we all inherited our sin nature from our parents, we don't all have the exact same weaknesses when it comes to sin. There will be differences. Okay? I never struggled with wanting to be a girl. Okay? I think a lot of that too was probably how I was raised. But I do not believe for one second that people struggle with that because of how they were born. Okay, they struggle with that because they have a sin nature and because of giving in to their own lust, and we've got to put those things in check. And you can name take any sin in the world, and you know you can see how it, it leads to very deep, dark things, and so we've got to watch it. And so while you can find every type of sin in every culture in every time. It doesn't prove that genetics are the cause, but that sin's the cause. Because, for example, homosexuality that seems to be sweeping the nation, if you read the Bible, it, it was in all kinds of nations, wasn't it? It was in all the heathen nations. It came into Israel all the time. What, what caused this? Okay? It wasn't genetics. It was sin. As Israel would get wicked... You know, more things became acceptable, and eventually they had sodomites in their land that they would eventually have to run out. And all the and God told them, don't do like the Gentile nations. You know, if you do the things they do, if you serve their gods, if you marry their wives, you will do the things that they do. How did God know that? Okay, it wasn't because you know they were catching some virus from them. It was because their sin was rubbing off on them. And he said, you might, like right now, you might not struggle with drugs and things like that. You start hanging around somebody who does drugs all the time, eventually you're going to start getting tempted. Eventually you'll start picking up on those things. And so you've got to be careful. Other people's sin can rub off on us, and it has nothing to do with the virus, it has nothing to do with genetics. It's just that's what sin does. Because we have that same nature. So if I get around a certain type of people who are born with the sin nature like I have, I might start desiring the things that they desire. And to do the things that they do. And so, I'm going to avoid those people. I'm going to stay as far away from them as I can. And so, you know, when someone is born struggling with a specific sin, you know, many times we just... What we do, we blame God. They were born that way. They were born that way. I was born this way. But God did not make you a sinner. God did not do that. You don't get to blame God. And when someone struggles with the sin that the world considers a problem, they don't blame sin, but what do they do? They diagnose it with something. They give it some kind of fancy name. They call it some kind of biological or mental disorder. Isn't that what they do every time? Okay? Because listen, some people struggle with anger more than other people. Okay? Now listen, everybody's got some anger. In their life. Why? Because we're all sinners. We all have that sin nature. So we all struggle with that. But you know what? Some people struggle more than others. It's some people, it's it's a little worse. 
And you don't get to say, well, nope, I went to a psychiatrist and they told me I got this, 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 and this, this. No. You know what you need to do? You need to say, I have a sin problem. I am very tempted in this area. Okay? And just because not everybody's as tempted with that as you are, you don't get to give yourself a diagnosis and now everybody's got to leave you alone about it. It's still a sin problem. Okay? Some people are more tempted to kill somebody. Okay? Well, we don't, uh, you know, that, they were born that way. You know, so we've got we've to cut them some slack. No, we don't. Sometimes we've got to lock them up. Because they can't do that. You can't kill people. You know, you, can't, you cannot do that. And so, you know, just coming up with a name for it, a diagnosis, and, and I understand, you know, I'm not against all psychology and psych, you know, psychiatry and all that stuff. I understand you know, doing a diagnosis. You know, certain people do have several things in common if they struggle in one area. But what is once again, what's the root cause? It's sin. It's not a genetic thing. If it is genetic, it's that they got their sin nature from their parents, who got it from their parents, and it all grows. It all produces these things when we are drawn away of our own lust and enticed. And we've all got our own thing. And we don't... Just because some doctor comes up with a fancy name for whatever you got, you don't get to say, well, you know, I wonder what... I'm sure there's a fancy term out there for somebody who's just lazy. Sorry. I, I need to collect disability. i got to quit my job. What's that? Slot. No, that's, no, that's too cruel. We can't use that one. That's a biblical term. <laughs> no, no, we we got to. I'm sure there's something better than that. Some kind of disorder. Uh, I'm sure there's one out there. But you know what? We call it yeah, lazy, slothful, sluggard. Those are the terms of the Bible. The Bible's not very, you know, sensitive about things. It just calls it like it is. And the Bible calls it a sin problem. But other people, no, I have, you know, I've got low energy. I've got low the whatever, you know. It, and people, they just use this excuse so they don't have to do what they're supposed to do. That's, that is so wicked. It's so wrong. And you know, when people give in to their sin nature, okay, look, look back at verse 14. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. See, this is the thing here. People who have recognized whatever their major sin problem is, okay, the world, they've taken that, you know, and it, if they're inclined to, you know, being a LGBT or whatever, you know, the world says, "Yep, that's what you are. That's how you were born. Therefore, go for it. Therefore, you know, do whatever it is you feel like doing." But what does the Bible say? The Bible says that we're when we're drawn away of our own lust, we're enticed. You see, every one of us think whatever it is that we struggle with. We all think that we will feel better if we do what we feel like doing. Okay? When you feel like telling somebody off, you think you will feel better if you tell them off. When you feel like punching somebody in the nose, you feel like you will be better off if you punch them in the nose. And sometimes, maybe if you feel like killing somebody, you, you, you think, I will be happier if this person is eliminated from the face of the earth. But that's a lie. People all the time, when it comes to things, the lust, all right, they'll think, I just want to try this one time and I will be fulfilled. I have this desire. I want to do this one time. But you know what? Lust tricks you. 
It tells you, just do this and you'll be fulfilled. But you know what? You do it and you're not fulfilled. And you know what they want to do next time? They want to do something more. They want to do something worse. And they just keep giving in. They keep getting tricked. Why? Because your lust, whatever it is your sin nature is trying to get you to do, it is tricking you. And I'm not picking on you. We've all been tricked. Okay? None of us, when we were telling somebody off, okay, you know, the last time you had a fight with your wife and you told her what she needed to hear, you, you didn't start it off with, honey, I'm going to regret saying this. It's wrong for me to say this. I, I already feel terrible for saying this. I don't even want to say it, but you're an egg. Alright, you know, you don't, you don't do it that way. You just get angry and you say it, and then later you're, why did I do that? You got enticed by your sin nature. Your sin nature caused you to want to do that, and you got tricked. And that's how it is every time. And you've got the world and you've got these phony preachers out there telling people, go ahead and do whatever it is you feel like doing. That's how God made you. That's who you are. You're telling them, give in to your sin nature. And basically what you're doing, you're encouraging them to be tricked. To be enticed. Follow your heart. Even though the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Listen, I understand you know these... Dumb Disney Channel people promoting that stuff. But when Christian people are saying that too, when preachers say stuff like that, follow your heart, I'm telling you right now, they ought to get fired from their job right there. The church ought to just rise up in a mob and run them out of the church on a rail. I mean, literally, maybe even tar and feather them. I'm telling you right now, that is just absolutely nuts. And it's completely contrary to the Bible. But you know what? We've been brainwashed brainwashed by this stuff, brainwashed by this follow your heart, brainwashed by this do whatever you feel like doing. And even Christian people now, they're so scared, preachers are so scared of preaching against sin, they can't just say when it comes to something like the homos, that these people, they rejected God. They didn't want to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Just like Romans 1 teaches, no. They were born different. They didn't understand. You know, they we should have helped them. We ran them off as a church. It's our fault. It's the Ward Cleaver mentality. Every time Beaver and Wally did something wrong, it was always Ward's fault because he wasn't a good enough dad. Every time somebody goes bad in a church, it was our fault because we weren't a good enough church. You know, we weren't loving enough to him. You know, we should have helped him along a little bit. No, it's their own fault for following their own lust. They got enticed. They got tricked, and it's. It's ridiculous. All sin leads to death. Okay, all sin leads to death. Everybody is going to die eventually because they're sinners. But some sins will make it come a whole lot faster, won't it? Look at what verse eighteen says. Uh, or uh, lost my spot. Fifteen. Verse fifteen. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Okay. Lust is what brings forth sin. Sin, when it is conceived, when you give in to your lust, it bringeth forth death. Alright, right there. Okay, and that's a real general statement about all sin. But listen, there are some sins that will make your life more miserable than others. Okay? My little girl stealing from her mom's purse. Alright, it. It'll give her an unpleasant moment with mommy and daddy. But it's not near as bad as what 
stealing from a bank will do. That or get a jail time. Okay? She's going to die one of these days because she's a sinner. That cute little girl, you know, how could you do? Now she's rotten. She's evil. She's got a sin nature. And she's going to die one of these days because of it. But you know what? As a parent, I'm not going to be like, well, this is just how she is. This is how God made her. This is how she was born. I'm going to teach her against that stuff. Because if this stuff keeps up, alright, oh, you're making such big, you stop it early. It's easier to deal with it now. Okay? And I remember my sister one time took a little flower or something from a store that we were at. My dad made her take it back in and tell the manager. And boy, she was terrified and devastated. But you know, she didn't do it anymore. And you got to do that with your kids. Scare them. Hey, nobody's going to send a little three-year-old to jail for stealing. But you know what? If you let them keep getting away with it, they might do it again when they're 12. Or 13, 14, or 15. And let me, you know, when it comes, junior high boys, I've always struggled with junior high boys. Alright? Jason, he's just coming out of it. He needs to hurry up and get out of it. Alright? Well, some junior high boy, I'm gonna have, I'm not, I'm not gonna show him any mercy. I'm throwing him in jail. That's where they all belong. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just having fun with you. But some, you know, some little five year old, oh, I'm not gonna do nothing there. And so you do, you, you stop it early. Because sin, it does, it, it will make your life miserable. And these people that are encouraging people in this stuff, they're, they're just encouraging a miserable life. Yes, we're all gonna die because we're all sinners, but you know what? This life doesn't have to be miserable. We can have a more abundant life, but we gotta avoid sin. As much as we possibly can, we don't embrace it. So don't think that you can shield yourself from responsibility for your sin by blaming temptation. Verse 16 says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Do not err. What's he talking about? Do not err, okay, in blaming temptation for your sin. That's what he's talking about. Don't err in this. Don't make this mistake. Don't blame temptation for your sin. That is a huge mistake. Don't blame how you were born. Don't blame the fact that you have a sin nature for why you sin. You don't get to shield yourself from the responsibility by blaming that. And so God, he's, he's, James is warning us here. Don't do that. Don't err in that area. And people are doing that all the time. They're giving in to their little desires. They're going along with the sin in their life. And they're just blaming temptation. I can't help it. This is just who I am. This is just how I feel. Well, guess what? You're still responsible. You are responsible for what you do in your life. You are responsible for the sins that you commit. You are responsible for the mistakes that you make. And sadly, parents today are raising their kids, teaching them no responsibility at all. I mean, I know parents who have kids. They never stopped them when they were little from these things. And when they're stealing, when they're 16, 17, 18 years old, you know what they're doing? They're bailing their kids out of jail all the time. Just... So they can avoid the embarrassment of having to tell people, hey, where's your child? Uh, he's in jail. And they bail him out. Don't make them take responsibility for what they do. You can't, that is a terrible thing to do. You can try to shield them all you want, but eventually it's going to catch up with them. And that's how it is with sin. You can try to shield yourself from responsibility all you want, but it doesn't matter. You are responsible. And listen, if you've got the Holy Spirit of God in you, if you're saved today, God expects some things from you. 
God expects you to be able to overcome. God expects you to walk in the Spirit. And don't think that you can. God's going to fall for it when you're like, well, Lord, this is just how I am. Lord, you made me this way. My last name's McMurtry. That means I'm Irish. Irish people have tempers. So you know what? It's not my fault that I punched that guy in the face. Yeah, it is. And you're responsible for it. You get to deal with that. Well, you know, it's it's not my fault I cuss. You know, I it's you know I hear it all the time. I watch it on TV all the time, and it just it just came out. I couldn't help it. Yeah, no, it's your fault. You shouldn't have done it. You got to control. You got to control your mouth. You have to control what's going in your head. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do those things. You are responsible. But the things that come from God, okay. Once again, this saying we were born that way. Everybody who says that, okay, said that born that way. That is something that the homosexual crowd started years ago as an excuse for their sin, and it's a lie. Okay. Yeah, they were born with the sin nature, but when they say born that way, they are saying God's fault. They're saying God made me this way. But look what it says in verse 17. Okay, what is it that comes from God? What can we give God the credit for or blame God for? Well, it says here every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of His own will begat He us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of His creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Okay, whatever you feel like doing when you're mad, it's not, it's not going to work the righteousness of God. Our nature is different than God's nature. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted Word which is able to save your souls, but be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Look at the good things. Every good gift. Every perfect gift. That comes from the Father above. The good things that you do, God gets the credit for that. Not the bad things. Okay? Anything good we do is because of God. Anything bad we do is because of us. And these people who are saying, I'm born that way, they're basically blaming God for all the bad that's in their life. But God made the world good. Man brought sin into the world. Well, I can't help it. I was born with a sin nature. It's not my fault. Okay, but here's the thing. Jesus Christ came and He died on the cross for your sins. And if you'll acknowledge that sin, He can save you. He'll give you the Holy Spirit of God who cannot be tempted with sin. And if you'll walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You won't have to do those things. You won't have to be that way. You won't fall for all these lies of the devil. You won't be enticed by your sin. You'll understand what you can do. Listen, there are things that I desire that I struggle with. But you know what? I thank the Lord. You know, I, I believe the Bible enough that I can, I can just imagine what would happen if I gave in to those things. I could, I could see some terrible things happening. And so I'm like, yeah, forget that. It's not worth it. I'm not going to let it trick me. Now, if I'm not careful, it will. I got to be careful. I got to stay close to God. I got to walk in the Spirit. But listen, those who blame their sin problems on how they were born, which is their way of blaming God, it will, they will only deceive themselves. You can say that all you want. You can blame whatever your sin problem is on how you were born. Okay? You're, you're deceiving yourself. Nobody else is falling for that. Because listen, whatever it is you struggle with, we all got a sin nature too. We struggle. Everybody in here probably struggles with it. 
in some area. But you know what we do? We overcome it. We deal with it. And just because you got a note from a doctor, okay, doesn't mean we have no right to not expect the same thing from you. Okay? Listen, you know, men many times they struggle they struggle with lust. It's a difficult thing. But you know what? God said, Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's what the Bible says. So, we're not supposed to do it. And when somebody does, uh, I, I just can't help it. I've got these desires and therefore, I should get a pass. Listen, you know, there's many. Most men have those. And they overcome it. And you should too. You can go get a doctor's note, but it doesn't change a thing. God's Word says this is a sin problem. And the Bible says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. You're gonna have, God expects you to fight it. God expects you to go against your nature. God understands that we were born sinners, but God made a cure for us. God showed us how we can overcome those things and how we can avoid those things. And anytime somebody comes along and they're saying, I sinned because I was born this way, don't fall for that. That's their way of blaming God. Some group comes along and, oh, you know, these, these homosexuals, they're that way. They were born different than other people. They weren't born like you and me. They, they were born like you and me. They were born sinners. And they gave in to the lust. And it produced some terrible, terrible things that could have happened to us. Hey, that, it's hard to imagine, but if I'd have given in to certain things, if I would have had no safeguards in my life, I could have been a weirdo. Cross-dresser. You know, I, I can't imagine that. But you know what? I'm a sinner. And if I'd have been deceived by those things, I, I could struggle with those things. I, I'm not struggling with it now. Thank the Lord for that. <laughs> but at the same time, I, it, it could have happened if I gave in to sin. And so understand, people's problems today... It's a sin problem. They need to get right with God. They need to endure temptation. We've all got them. They might be in different things, but these are not God's fault. All the good things we give God credit for, the bad things are man's fault. And so I hope that's a help to you today. Don't fall for this. Nope, they're born that way. No. Take responsibility for your sin and do the right thing. So with that, let's all stand together.